It's the Tuesday Top 10. We're going to look at the top 10 debut games for prospects in 2022. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And you know this has been almost, you can almost call it the year of the prospect. We've seen so many guys who made the team out of spring training. A Julio Rodriguez, a Bobby Witt Jr. We saw a, a prospect in the home run derby. One of the first times I can ever remember that happening. And Just in September alone, we've seen almost 40 prospects debut, but I want to go back and look at the year as a whole and figure out some of the best individual debuts of prospects. We're going to start off with the hitters, Uh, and number five is going to be the guy on this list that's just your pure raw power guy. We've talked about every system has to have this guy. Uh, This debut is outfielder Gerard Encarnacion of the Marlins. Um, like I said, big guy, 6'5", 239. He was a 2015 IFA out of the Dominican. And he made his debut on June 17th in New York against the Mets. Uh, and and the book on Gerard Encarnacion going into this game was uh, massive size, light tower power, is fantastic against lefties, has a really good arm, uh, and as somebody who's going to play, he's going to, you know, right field, could play a little first base for you, uh, is probably a fourth outfielder, but somebody who is absolutely a talent who is going to be able to contribute to your big league team. And that's what he did on June 17th. Went one for four, two runs, and four RBIs. And the four RBIs came from a grand slam. Also stole a base and threw a guy out at second from right field. And so that's the floor that we're looking at. When we look at all of these debuts and we look at all of these performances, we're trying to figure out if you're a position player, can you beat Gerard Encarnacion's June 17th? Just a fantastic debut. And and, and the, for the first game that he played, uh, absolutely great result with the Grand Slam and everything there. Number four on this list was... Not the Mets' third baseman I expected, if you'd asked me early in the year, but was third baseman Brett Beatty. 2019, uh, 2019, free age, 2019 draftee in the first round out of high school, 6'3", 2'10", and was, was seen as a really good third baseman, but I think we all put him aside because we were looking at Mark Vientos, right? And we thought Mark Vientos was going to be the guy. We were very excited to see him. Beatty got called up first, August 7th against Atlanta. Uh, He had been waiting for this call-up, you could tell for a while. The very first pitch of his very first at-bat, he hits a home run. Uh, Goes on, you know, gets two RBIs in the game. Only goes one for four, but very impactful as far as that very first pitch. uh, Putting it into the seats. I believe, if I remember right, giving the Mets the lead in the game against their division rivals, who they're trying to hold off right now to win the National League East. 
fantastic debut. Beatty would actually go on, uh, injured his wrist, and is out for the rest of the year. So at least he got that first professional home run in before the injury. Uh, Number three, speaking of who the Mets were playing that day, number three was on August 10th versus Boston at home. Uh, and it was Von Grissom of the Braves. Really interesting scenario for Von Grissom to be thrown into. Uh, had barely spent time in Double A, um, and and remember Double A Mississippi is a a not very good offensive ballpark. It's very cavernous. Uh, park factors really rate it heavily towards the pitching side versus the the hitting side. So the offensive numbers were fine. Uh, nothing to to kind of shout about they were fine uh and it was something where the question we had was is von grissom going to outgrow shortstop is he gonna have to move to third base or the or somewhere else well ozzy albies all-star second baseman for the braves breaks his foot uh he i think he fouled the ball off of it and is out and the braves cycled through so many other options at second base they tried orlando arcia they tried a hiri adrianza they tried a uh, Phil Gosselin, they went out and got Robinson Cano for cash considerations. I think it may have actually been a dollar. Uh, that didn't work out. And so finally, they p- called up Von Grissom, hoping to repeat the magic you had of Michael Harris coming up after just a little bit of time in AA and looking fantastic at the big league level. And Von Grissom absolutely did. That very first game, thrust in at second base, had never played second base in professional baseball to that point. Von Grissom goes two for four, hits a home run, gets two RBIs, steals a base, and then partnering with Dansby Swanson turns two double plays in the game. Uh, So calling that the number three individual prospect debut games of 2022. And when you look at it, it's something where he came in unfamiliar position with the position change, right? Defensively looked good, produced offensively. Number two was a little bit different as far as positions go because it's a guy that plays a lot of them. The Cincinnati Reds don't have a ton to play for this season. Uh, a lot of the the preseason over-unders on wins. Uh, as we stand right now, if they won every single game to finish the season, they still wouldn't hit that number. It's kind of been a lost season for the Reds. But they've gotten a lot of young players a chance to play. Uh, they've accumulated a lot of talent. We've got to watch L.A. De La Cruz. And in a deal with the deadline with the Twins, they got Spencer Steer. Spencer Steer had the chance to make his debut uh, September 2nd at home versus Colorado. I believe he may have been playing third base that day. I can't quite remember because he plays just about everything in the infield. He can play all four positions in the infield. He'd probably catch and look decent at it if you asked him to. I don't think he's ever done it. But uh, Spencer Steer in his debut September 2nd versus Colorado. Two for two. With a home run, two walks, and most notably, the game-winning run to win the game for the Reds. Not something that's happened a ton for Cincinnati this year. There is a lot of talent in this system. Uh, This is a a team that's going to have better seasons than this year. Uh, But Spencer Steer gave them something to be excited about on September 2nd. And the number one position player debut game for 2022 was actually outfielder James Outman of the Dodgers. Drafted in 2021 in the seventh round. Sorry, drafted in 2018 in the seventh round. Uh, 6'3", 215, 
got a chance to come up uh, over the summer. July 31st, they were at Colorado. He got a couple games in the outfield. He played both left and right in that series. But in that first game, and I know it's in Colorado, but still, three for four, a double, a home run, and three RBIs is a triple away from the cycle. And had, if I remember right, had a foul ball that looked for a minute like it was going to land in the corner and may have gotten that triple. Uh, So three for four, you know, really looks incredibly fast. He's one of those guys he played, he played uh, football in, in high school, chose to focus on baseball in college, looks like he could still play football, has the size and the speed. Uh, is a guy that now that you are losing Joey Gallo, uh, you are probably non-tendering Cody Bellinger. You've got multiple options. James Altman is absolutely a guy who should be able to play a role at the big league level for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And thankfully, he had a good debut in that three games to build off of. In just a minute, I want to get into some of the top pitching debuts. There's been some... some. Uh, rather well-regarded pitchers come up and make a significant impact this season. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You Go onto the website, you create a free job post in minutes. You can put in all of the criteria, you can put in all the qualifications. uh, Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. I went through this process recently. It was very simple. You go in, um, it shows you what the qualifications are. You can upload your, it saves your resume. It saves your answers to all of the qualification questions. So if you're applying for multiple jobs in the same industry and the questions are similar, it already has your answers in there. You go, you, know, you go in there. I had numerous businesses reach out to me that first day after the application, went through different flurry, different interviews with different companies, had an offer within a week, signed the contract, and I start working the next week. So that is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one at delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Uh, LinkedIn Jobs just helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedonmlb. That's linkedin.com slash lockedonmlb to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Okay, so top five pitching debuts of the year. First one, and it's a guy that actually went on to do some fantastic things this season, um, but also struggled... A little bit. Uh, May 13th against the Oakland Athletics in Oakland, Chase Silseth debuted for the Angels. Six foot 217, 2021 11th rounder out of Arizona, was the first player from this draft class to get called up. Spent 15 games in double A in 2022, 228 ERA in 83 innings with 110 strikeouts to 27 walks. Um, comes up the big league level, looks very good. That very first game against Oakland, six innings, one hit, no runs, two walks, four strikeouts. Uh, Angels get the wind. He throws 81 pitches, 52 of those are strikes. 
like I said, just looks absolutely fantastic while doing it. Uh, and a guy who, you know, went on to do some pretty cool things at the big league level to have a, a decent year, has gone back and forth between the minors and the majors, scuffled a little bit, got injured a little bit, only made three starts in July, but uh, had some pretty good starts at the big league level and is definitely a piece for the Angels to build off of as they try to get Shohei Otani and Mike Trout into the playoffs. Uh, right behind them, number four, uh, Hunter Brown of the Astros, September 5th uh, at home versus the Rangers. He goes six innings with three hits, no runs, one walk, and five strikeouts. In case you can't tell from these first two guys, if you allowed an earned run, you're not going to be in this list. That's how good some of these prospect debuts are. We've been burned so much by pitching prospects. And Hunter Brown is a guy that, you know, we saw him a top 10 prospect. We saw him as one of the best fastballs in the system. I think right now he's probably the best fastball and the best curveball in the system. Um, but it just, it took him a while to get here. It was drafted in 2019, in the fifth round out of college, out of Wayne State. So he's already, you know, he's 23 right now. He's made two starts, the big league level. Absolutely looks like a guy that can help them down the stretch run as they've tried to kind of, uh, they've worked around, you know, Verlander's been nicked up a little bit. They've been working around. They've got a good foundation with um, Christian Javier and, and, and Valdez on this incredibly, quality start, incredibly long quality start streak. So he's not being forced to carry the rotation right away, but he's able to contribute meaningful innings to a competitive, uh, you know, a competitive American League leading Houston Astros. So great situation. And obviously uh, a guy that, you know, was born in Michigan and grew up idolizing Justin Verlander now on the same staff as him. It's a great story as well. Number three, a guy that we've seen all season now and in a normal year would probably be one of your top candidates for rookie of the year, just kind of based on what he's done, is George Kirby of the Mariners. Was the number one pitching prospect for the Mariners. Uh, coming into the season, I had him right ahead of Matt Brash, but I I, I liked Matt Brash a lot. <laughs> but but um, obviously, we knew Matt Brash's control is a little bit questionable. But uh, George Kirby comes up May 8th versus the Tampa Bay Rays. He's at home, but versus the Rays, a good hitting team, a playoff team. Six innings pitched, four hits, no runs, no walks, seven strikeouts. So, fantastic outing. Looks very, very much like he is the the reliable stud pitcher that we thought he was. Uh, looks like a guy that can pair with those pitchers you have in Seattle, your Luis Castillos, uh, and can be a very formidable, definitely going to have a spot in your playoff rotation. Uh, and it, it is somebody that 2019 first rounder, you knew he was going to be good. But I mean, two, you know, right now in the majors, 298 ERA after 22 starts. I don't think we everybody realized he was going to be that good. 117 innings. He is kind of hitting, he's already passed the innings max that he may have thrown in a, a minor league season. Yeah, yeah, 117 in the major leagues. He threw another 26 in the minor. So he's really at 140 innings this year. But you look, he's got 100 and Combined, he's got 155 strikeouts in those 140 innings uh, to only 21 walks. So very good as far as, you know, walks just over one guy per nine innings. Has looked 
fantastic. Like I said, normal year would be a top finisher, if not the rookie of the year. But his teammate Julio Rodriguez taking a little bit of his thunder, obviously. Uh, number two and number one play for the same team. Guys that we talked about just recently. Number two, Dre Jameson of the Diamondbacks came up on Monday's show. Uh, made his debut September 15th versus the Padres at home. Seven innings pitched, two hits, no runs, one walk, five strikeouts. Looked uh, looked very like looked fantastic. I talked about this on Monday's show. Surprising how little he used the slider in that outing. It is his best pitch. One of those things where if he was able to only give up two hits, both to Brandon Drury, get five strikeouts without you know only throwing the slider fifteen times, you're absolutely happy with the 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 results, and that shows you that he has more room to adjust as big league hitters learn how to attack him. Um, about a week and a half before that, the number one pitching debut of the year, Ryan Nelson of the Diamondbacks. I put him over Dre Jamison because he did it on the road. He went to San Diego. The San Diego who's fresh off of Juan Soto, who's not in that big slump yet, goes into San Diego, seven innings pitched, four hits, no runs, no walks, seven strikeouts. Two more hits than, than Dre Jamison, but no walks and more strikeouts. Looked fantastic. And right there, two fantastic young pitchers that you're going to have for next year. Uh, In just a minute, these are guys that didn't make the top five hitting or pitching debut lists, but very significant debuts this year. And we're going to talk about them next, right here on Locked on MLB Prospects. And we're back. The guys who didn't make the top five prospect for hitters or for pitchers, but just had really, they're all hitters, had really interesting or meaningful debuts. Have to talk about our guy, Gunnar Henderson. uh, Favorite prospect of the pod for a while there. We need to pick a new one because now he's up. Uh, If you have suggestions for who this pod's next favorite prospect should be, uh, if you're on on YouTube, leave them in the comments below. If you're listening on audio, you can tweet them to us. I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. The show's on Twitter at Locked on Farm. We want to know who our new favorite prospect of the pod should be. But Gunnar Henderson debuts August 31st against the Cleveland Guardians uh, in Cleveland on the road. Goes two for four, uh, playing, you know, hits a home run off of Tristan McKenzie. So somebody who, who has provided an extra weapon, both offensively and defensively, inside that Baltimore infield. Uh, and, and really has solidified this roster uh, and the lineup as they've been pushing for a wild card spot at the very end of the season, despite selling at the trade deadline when they sent out Trey Mancini and you know and their closer for for marginal pieces, marginal upgrades. Um, but the real catalyst to the Orioles season changing for the better is the May 21st debut of Adley Rutschman. Also debuts against the Rays. I think he's the second guy on this list to debut versus the Rays. Uh, goes one for three, hits a triple as his first big league hit. Same thing Manny Machado did, I believe, uh, and draws a walk. And the the sheer statistics of that don't quite encompass what Adley Rutschman has done to this team. Adley Rutschman's a doubles and walks machine. He's very much stabilized this pitching staff uh, from what from everything that we hear. The veterans love throwing to him. Very good at game calling. Very good at receiving, very good at blocking, suppressing the running game. Has provided provided Baltimore a spark early after a slow start to the year and has 
led the push for them to contend uh, for a wildcard spot a year early in the rebuild. Uh, number two, the, the number two noteworthy or memorable debut, Christopher Morrell of the Cubs. Uh, May 17th versus the Pirates at home in Wrigley Field. Uh, can play just about everything. Can play center field, can play third base, can play second, can play short. Plays all over the diamond. People in fantasy know that because you picked him up probably because you can plug him in three or four different spots. A little bit of a streaky player. You spend some time on the bench, then you pick him up when he gets hot again. But comes up in the eighth inning of the Cubs, who are leading. That's why it's number two. They're leading the game against the Pirates, but uh, comes up in the eighth inning to pinch hit home run. So very memorable. His parents are there. You get the great shots. You get all of the, the fantastic story. And then he goes, hits a home run for his, for his, uh, his only played appearance of the game. Uh, batting 1,000, one for one. And I believe he actually gets that ball back from the fan. The fan gets the ball to him and he, does, he gives him, I'm, I'm not quite sure what he gave him, but they always give him, you know, signed, you know, signed jersey and they sign batting gloves and all kinds of stuff they can get to the guy because they want the ball. Number one most memorable debut. And if you haven't seen the video of this yet, Go find Rocky's sideline uh, side reporter, Rocky's re- reporter, Kelsey Wingert, on Twitter. Uh, she had great, a great little feature for this for the TV broadcast. But Winton Bernard of the Rockies, August 17th versus Arizona. He makes his debut. Goes one for three, steals a base. But what's memorable about this is Winton Bernard is 31 years old. So Winton Bernard spent... 10 years in the minor leagues trying to make it to the big leagues. Uh, hasn't been ranked as a prospect for years. You know, hasn't been in the list. Uh, hasn't been a guy that they were counting on, but just never gave up. They threw, threw different connections that he had and people that he had come to know, developed relationships with a lot of people in the game. Ken Griffey Jr., you know, just a lot of former coaches, former players current coaches and things like that. Finally gets his chance to debut at 31 years old. His mom is there. It's a great story. It's, that's the thing my wife loves the most about, uh, my, about baseball, minor league baseball, is watching the videos of the prospects getting called up. You know, It's always exciting to, to see them get the news, and teams have been getting better and better about finding creative ways to break that news. But Winton Bernard, you got to watch him get on FaceTime and call his mama and tell his mama, like, we made it. I'm going to the big leagues. The whole family comes there. He gets a hit in his first game, steals a base, does all of the stuff that they uh, that that he promised them he could do 10 years ago when he first got drafted uh, in the 35th round by the Padres in 2012. Fantastic story. Absolutely love it. Great week this week. Lots of fun stuff coming up. We've got a uh, a show about about two way players. Maybe we're looking for the next show. Hey Otani. We've got a great crossover coming, another Farm Friday. If you if you made it this far on YouTube, do us a favor, go ahead and subscribe. It really does help the show a ton as far as discovery. If you're on audio, go out to your preferred podcast platform, leave us a review. Uh, it does help people discover the show and learn about the show. And if you have questions for us, we do mailbag every Monday. It is solely for listeners of the show to send in their questions. I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. Show's on Twitter at Locked On Farm. Or you can email us, LockedOnMLBProspects at gmail.com. Until tomorrow's show, this has been Locked On MLB Prospects. Mm-hmm.